In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not imagine that I have come to abolish the law of the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to complete them. I tell you solemnly, till heaven and earth disappear, not one dot, not one little stroke shall disappear from the law until its purpose is achieved. Therefore the man who infringes even one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be considered the least in the kingdom of heaven. But a man who keeps them and teaches them will be considered great in the kingdom of heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. There is a big difference between renovating a building and constructing an entirely new one. Something substantial of the old is retained in a renovation, whereas reconstruction means demolishing the old and building from scratch. That's simple enough to understand without having to master the science and know-how of engineering and construction. But for many Christians and Catholics, the lines between renovation and reconstruction are often blurred. This is clearly seen in the demands for reform and change to the church's hierarchical structure, priestly celibacy and moral teachings. Progressive reformers think that by asking for a renewal of the church, what is needed is a reconstruction, another reformation. A renovation doesn't go far enough. For this group who wishes to reinvent the wheel and make a new church, a better improved version of the present one, today's passage has either to be ignored in its entirety or be given a spin that would render the meaning entirely different from what the Lord had intended. We ask how our Lord could say truthfully, that he has not come to abolish the law and the prophets, when he actually scolded the scribes and Pharisees for their teachings and declared them to be mistaken. The response is that our Lord did not abolish the commandments that God had promulgated of all, for he himself was God who had established them in the first place. In fact, God's laws had earned the praises of pagan nations for Israel. No other people is as wise and prudent as this great nation. God's laws are a reflection of his will and wisdom. Laws are also a reflection of his nature, which is love. And therefore, these laws are seen as God's loving gift to his people. It shows that he really cares. What the Lord invalidated was human teachings construed by the rabbis which they passed off as teachings of religion, clever interpretations which went against both the spirit and letter of the law. Our Lord also asserted that he came to fulfill the law and the prophets, which he did by replacing the type with reality, as when he replaced the Paschal Lamb with the Holy Eucharist. He, the true lawgiver, embodiment of the law, would replace Moses who had only been the messenger who communicated God's law to his people. In other words, our Lord completed the law by making more perfect 
what was imperfect. Our Lord kept the old in place and built on this as the church spires rests on the building of the church. Many Catholics today are not comfortable with many hard teachings of the church. A celibate all-male priesthood, marriage and divorce, abortion, contraception and sexuality. If given a choice, they would push for change, not just renovation, but an entirely new construction. These critics often believe they know what's best for the church. Yet no one knows better what is good for us than the God who created us. He knows what we can do and what we must do. That is the reason why the church must hold fast to the teachings of Christ, because she has no power to change them or depart from them. At the end of the day, whatever may be our opinion on the matter, we find our Lord telling us, no matter what it costs, just do it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.